Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to plug something real quick. So I have my artist group um, registration opening up August 15th, Sunday, August 15th. And I really, really want to encourage you guys, if you are looking for a creative community that is going to have your back, that you're going to be able to meet with once a week, help you stay accountable. You also get accountability partner. We're also going to have guest speakers come and really pump you up and give you real life, tangible lessons that they have learned, um, that help them grow in their creative career. Um, That'll be there for you as well. We'll have different topics each week that we'll dive into that'll help you take your creative career to the next level or your creative practice if it's not a career for you. It's really gonna meet you wherever you are at. The group is designed to really um, cater to the group of artists that are there. So it's not some cookie cutter program, it's a support group and support groups are designed to support the artists that are present. So I really hope that if you are considering that you need a creative community, that you need fellow artists that understand you and get your perspective, that you might consider joining us. So registration, like I said, opens up on August 15th. And the first session, the first meeting is on Thursday, September 9th. All the information about the group is in the link in the show notes. So be sure to go check that out. Um, And you can read more about the group and other logistics. Um, You can also see who the guest artists are going to be. So I really hope that you'll consider joining us. I know I would love to have you. If you like this podcast, I think you'll like this group. So that's my plug. Thank you guys so much and enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gesso Girls. Today it is me and Erin. We are back. We took a little bit of a hiatus, um, but we're happy to be um, back together and chatting today. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that hits home for me, and it is leadership, um, in specifically in the arts, but it could, this can relate to, I guess, anything. Um, and specifically about if you know, worrying that about being a leader, if maybe you don't feel like you have enough experience, if you haven't, maybe this conversation, Aaron and I chatted a little bit off air about how, you know, leadership doesn't always have to do with how much experience you have, but kind of a vibe mm-hmm. you create um, in an environment you can, can create. But Erin had a story that she was about to launch into <laughs> yeah. before this. And I was like, no, save it for the podcast. So I'll, I want you to, to start telling yeah. your story. Yeah. And I think another theme that we've kind of had often is like giving ourselves, is it grace? Like giving yeah. yourself yeah. a little bit of grace. And I think that's something too to keep in mind. Like I I mean, I've had this feeling too in my life, even when I got my certification in teaching yoga, I'm like, I only have a certification doesn't mean that I know everything. Right. Um, but it's how you lead a room, how you get people from point A to point B. And mm-hmm. I was telling about to tell Julia a story of like, you know, when she brought this topic up and we were I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what? Like now that I think about it, I was a pole vaulter. Well, now that I think about it, I know I was pole vaulter um, in high school, um, but there was nobody that had experience actually pole vaulting themselves. So even Mm -hmm. though my coach, I had a dedicated coach for pole vaulting, but he was a cross country runner. He had Mm -hmm. never pole vaulted before, but he led me and he was a great mentor and a great coach. And he got me to, you know, no pun or pun intended, new heights. Um, (laughs) So I think that is like, for me, like, I think we question ourselves a lot with like, who are we to do that? But, like, I – he knew more than I did. I mean, yeah. he, and I learned so much through him, and he took the time to lead me and guide me, and together um, with his guidance and leadership got to me to where I needed to be in that sport. Um, and I think that's can be applied on all fronts in any X space. Like, long as you have the leadership skills, mm-hmm. uh, you're equipped to lead anything. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, obviously, do your uh, maybe research. don't be like leading a, a camp on like Pilot. astrophysics or something. You know, like, yeah. But even if you yeah. didn't know a topic, you could, you know, lead it like be a leader in the space and navigate the conversations. Yeah, right. You know, like Depends. bring everyone together. Yeah, I think. I mean, especially Julia with like your the. What is your new name of your... So, yeah, I changed the name. So, I really it used it. to be the Artist Sorry, Accountability Group. And I felt like accountability just felt too um, rigid, I guess, for the group. Mm-hmm. Because I also... I kind of want the group to meet people where they're at. And also, it's not always about just getting the work done, but also about, mm-hmm. like, supporting each other where we're at. Um, and just navigating like being an artist um whether that be part-time full-time as a hobby whatever um in real life so i i named the group the artist irl in real life in real group life. <laughs> so um yeah so it's it, it'll be fun it felt like the the branding i totally changed as well to be more like fun upbeat colorful um using it. the same font as just so girls because i was like let's keep it cohesive. yes i love it no <laughs> so, i noticed all that and I yeah it was great and i think and but it's but i think where like a space like that like there was you always have to think of like what if you needed a sick day so what if you need a sick day? You could always find a leader that could help keep the momentum going. A substitute or, teacher. Ex- exactly. <laughs> it's a great example. Just because you're not familiar with every single aspect of what the teachers already taught everyone, you can still guide. I guess that's what the word is guide opposed to leadership. Like you lead. Um, and in order to lead, you need leadership characteristics. Um, and not everyone is wants to be that, nor has all those strengths um which is totally fine like there are some people that are more naturally just a follower and i think sometimes people like put that down as like not a strong person which i think is not right because i don't think we can't have all we can't have everyone be a leader or (laughs) i also think sometimes um i really want to speak to the more reserved introverted or like quiet creative here too because i think oftentimes a lot of creatives fall Mm -hmm. into that category maybe they're more introspective they like to do solo activities like i i actually tend to feel like i fall on the spectrum of being more introverted i like to talk but i'm not usually the loudest i mean sometimes i am depends the loudest person in the room Mm -hmm. um and i think that it's Sometimes those those people who are a bit more reserved actually can be sometimes the better leaders too because they're better at listening. Um, I'm not always the best listener, but I try. Um, but like, you know, some people who are quieter yeah. are better listeners. They're maybe more thoughtful. Um, and I think that they often maybe feel like they, they can't be a leader and they don't even try because of their characteristics as being more soft-spoken and more reserved. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I've experienced that in my career of not being the loudest. And because I was spoken over, I never felt like I was ever given the opportunity to be a leader um, until one day it was like, all on you, go. And I think from learning of all these things, being a leader is being a good listener. I really do think that's a huge thing. And I've even learned that this week, like, being a leader is not being being reactive um, and taking a step back and listening to people and not reacting right away or acting on emotion. I mean, obviously, be happy, be sad, whatever, but like knowing that if someone throws out a creative idea, don't be the first person to shoot it down. Right. Uh, sit with it for a minute or sit yeah. with it for a night. Like, I think we just, we're so go, go, go. And I, I hope that more leaders realize like, 
and this has been my theme of the week that I've been trying to pass along to everyone, slow down to speed up. Um, Someone said that a few weeks ago to uh, like a larger team, and I was like spot on. I was like, we were moving so fast that we were actually slowing ourselves down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and we were having to redo stuff and rework stuff. And I'm like, we really just need to slow down to speed up. And I think yeah. that's um, a great uh, thing for all leaders and everyone to think of through um, to realize like, you know what, like you can be a leader. It doesn't mean you have to be like the fastest, the loudest, um, the smartest. I think it's just making sure you're listening to others and guiding those and yourself through a time yeah and i also think that sometimes being a good leader too means that i really like what you said about not being reactive but being maybe like responding you know working on being a better at responding and knowing what your audience needs and i think like you said slowing down gives you that time to really think clearly about maybe what your audience needs. And I have been really guilty lately of going way too fast. And a boundary I'm trying to set with myself currently is slowing down. And I've tried to do that a lot this week. And I feel like I've been seeing it show up in my work in slowing down and thinking before I start on a painting, like, how am I going to like start this? Like in slowing down, obviously this is just using this as an example, but I feel like I've had in slowing down and thinking through like how I'm going to start a painting, I find the process of that painting going far more smoothly. And I think sometimes, you know, bringing that back to like leadership, if you can just be somebody who thinks through like how you're going to set up a group, set up an environment, which is what I'm trying to also do for this next round of the artist accountability group is really think through like, okay, like, how am I going to set up these conversations? I think I really kind of just winged it last time and not that it didn't go well, but I want it to be even better this time. Right. And I want it, I want to have even better conversations, not have it be the same thing. And I want to respond to like where exactly this group is at right now. Um, but also have some sort of game plan, um, and slow down enough to like think it through before I just like jump in and impose my own agenda completely on it, you know? Yeah, and I think that's like, and I, I know I go back to fitness a lot, but that's because I teach and teach yoga. Um, but I think it relates a lot to it because you're the guide in the room. And I can tell you when I don't plan a class out ahead of time, it doesn't feel as polished. Yeah. Um, and I think we, we want that. And I think it helps our minds when things are polished, our minds to be relieved in other areas, to think bigger and larger in other spaces too. Right. And I think also you got to like know your setting, right? So for example, like, Aaron and I don't sit, we don't sit down and plan these podcasts always. We generally, generally have topics, but I feel like podcasting, I mean, depending on the podcast and the genre can have like, you can be more open-ended, but if you're going and entering like someone teaching a course, you're going to expect a more polished, you're not going to expect these kind of just like open-ended conversations like this, which is what I did last time. Once again, not knocking it, but I'm, I'm want it to feel more polished, like you said. So I think... I noticed that in the times where I kept the structure to the group, but I wasn't necessarily dominating the conversation. Like I wasn't trying to overcompensate with for a lack of for a lack of a plan, and I had mm-hmm. a structure and I let other people do more of the talking. Those ended up being the best 
mm-hmm. se- like sessions or um, group people sessions took we more had from it. Right, people took more for, from it because I would, you know, we, we might have gone astray and I just brought it back to the topic, but I did it and I would mm-hmm. ask follow up questions, but I wasn't trying to always be the one teaching. Like you don't to be a good leader, you don't have to always be the one teaching. You can just Not a lecture. It doesn't have to always be a lecture. Yeah. It can be like you offer information when you have it, but you don't pretend to know more than you know. And yeah. that's the, I think the key to a good leader is admitting what you don't know and then allowing other people to share what they know, which is the whole oh, point. Absolutely. Right? Like, yeah. Make oh. a, like, that's crazy to expect that the person leading the class should know everything about the topic. And I, I think some of the, one of some of my favorite, like, creative director leaders I've had are just like that. And I would be the first one to always admit and say, like, I love junior designers. And people are like, what? Really? And I'm like, because they know different information. I mean, I am so oiled into this one, you know, the process and how advertising is and how it was. And But they're coming out of school with different mindsets and different perspectives that I want to know that and I want to hear that and see that. So I'm kind of like, hey, share everything you have because I don't know the conversations that like – 22 year olds 21 year olds are having like even in marketing just because I do marketing and advertising doesn't mean that I I mean I will call a cousin or whoever that's younger if I that were my target audience but like when you actually have a marketer who's the target audience it's always better <laughs> yeah it's always better yeah yeah that's a that, that's so true because I think yeah I think about um I went to a uh a, a critique group that was no no shade but they were all like I think I mentioned it before and here like way older than me and they found it like really refreshing to have my perspective in in the group um and I found it interesting to have their perspective on my work because it was like yeah those might be the age group of the people buying my work you know what I mean like I I don't know like I not to stereotype but I think a lot of younger people at the time I was like 22 aren't buying my art it's like you know people who are a little more established right so I felt like it was it was helpful in that sense and so I think it is always important to really accept like different backgrounds you know to to into the conversations to get a better perspective and that is a sign of a good leader somebody who's willing to not just hear their own side too like they're not in in their own echo chamber they like want to get outside of their echo chamber and like hear other people oh yeah and even like another example that i have um from leadership is so obviously i'm on the design side the creative side but i had someone who was not on that side um hand off some information to me and then it was supposed to be like they were done for the night because but some there's a few hiccups along the way so basically I was given everything at like 10 p.m at night and it was due 8 a.m the next morning and it all fell on me and but this person and I to this day such respect such a phenomenal leader and I actually tell this story at every interview because I think it shows such leadership is she sat with me she stayed even though there was nothing she could do <laughs> She stayed with me until it was done. Uh, to me, that was such a phenomenal leader and showed such leadership and support. And I think that's something that we forget about. Leadership is not just like showing the way, but it's supporting it's along presence, the way. It's presence too. Yeah. It's being present. Yeah. Like she couldn't execute the work or do the work because she's not a designer, but she was there. And I, even I was like, go home. Like you do not need to sit here. Yeah. And it was like, you know, one of those things where like go home, but stay. <laughs> like, right. Like, like, yeah. Like she could go home and I wouldn't have been offended 
but it did mean a lot to me that she stayed. Yeah. Um, and to this day, I'm like, if anyone, I would refer her, like, I know she's a, a leader and she's a, a superior to me, but if she ever needed a reference, I, sometimes a reference, yeah, I would give it to her, give it for her. Uh, sometimes having the people that are not your leaders are the best references because they really can speak to your day to day. Right. And um, they have, there's no, like, they have no reason to mm-hmm. like do that. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 exactly. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think about, you know, okay. It just, I mean, bringing it back to basics too. And that, and mm-hmm. from that example, it's like a good teacher doesn't do the homework for you. Yeah. Right. Like they don't give you, yeah. a good teacher doesn't give you the answers to the homework. They, you know, teach you the information and let you come up with your own conclusion, right? Or they let yeah. they let you do it. They don't just hand you answers. They mm-hmm. uh, let you have. They make you work through it, and, and mm-hmm. they stand there while you work through it, and they support you and are present while you work through it and witness you working through it. Uh, and obviously, are there to help along the way. Like especially this applies to like teachers with art. Like they cannot do the art for yeah. you. I mean, they literally cannot give there you the answer. They can't give you like a math. Fire. Yeah, and maybe they, they can't, like, walk through a math equation with you. Like, it's not like that. They are there to, you know, maybe help you with some advice and give you encouragement along the way, but mm-hmm. they, they can't do the painting for you. It's, so I was actually teaching a little boy um, the other weekend. Um, his I got asked to teach uh, him. He's really he's awesome. He's only six, and his work is incredible. Like, he's doing awesome. such awesome. His imagination is awesome off the charts like it's great and I really love that his parents like see this in him already and are like really encouraging it and I knew going in that my role was not to teach him how to paint it was to teach him to be excited about creating like like what am I gonna like okay am I really gonna go in and be like here like insert his name here's how to shade like no he's six like no and that would bore him to death like we're I'm just gonna bring him like fun art materials and I'm gonna just like hype him up and make him feel special because that's mm-hmm. what I think that's probably what if I was a six-year-old what I would need I, I would need somebody to make me feel like I'm the best artist in the world oh yeah you know not make me feel like I don't know anything yeah because can you imagine if you're I mean that's and I think that's applied to anything even as an adult mm-hmm. like if someone's gonna just constantly bash on my work and my art I'm going to lose confidence. And at the end of the day, maybe I'm going to just not want to do it anymore. Yeah. Like not want to pursue that as a career or as a passion. Like, and I I get it. Like there are sometimes like you need like the rude awakening. Sometimes you need that critical feedback. Your talent. (laughs) Yeah. But you don't always need that. The trombone. Like I think someone could tell me like, Aaron, you don't know how to play the trombone. You are not going to join the orchestra with that. Right. I think that's where just like knowing those boundaries and those spaces and what's appropriate, like reading the room. And I think as artists and many of us, we are more in tune with that emotional connection and feeling, or or maybe it's just me, but I feel like I can really understand how someone's going to take feedback or if it's going to make or break them. Like you don't want to break them. You don't. And, and if you think that, yeah, you form the feedback so it's appropriate, but Going back to the six-year-old, like, you you don't want to deter him from being creative. Like, all ideas are good ideas right now. And I still think all ideas are good ideas. Even oh, yeah. I mean, his, his idea was to paint a band of monkeys 
playing guitar on a stage and I was like let's let's do it dude let's do it let's do it and so I was like it sounds great you know and then he wanted to then he wanted to paint a house on a raft and have there be a bonfire on a rat on the raft and I was like that sounds like a predicament he's like I know and I was like I like kind of want to be on that raft of the house in the bonfire that I don't know if I do that sounds dangerous like it's kind of was a wooden raft I was like this doesn't sound oh. like it's going anywhere good okay, but I love that he was creating <laughs> but I point that I was like I love that you're creating a story right now like mm-hmm. in this I was, anyone's gonna look at this and be like oh oh no it's not gonna go well and he like he liked that and I was like that's so cool it was like I was po- I just tried to point out things he was already doing that were like awesome you know and mm-hmm. and there were a couple times you know he, he was like I don't know how to draw the monkey's hands can you draw it for me and I was like you know you know I I think you could figure it out you're a really good artist and I think you can mm-hmm. do it let me just show you a picture and like of like yeah. a monkey's hand I can pull up on my phone <laughs> and you can like look yeah. at it you know because it's hard to do it out of your head you know like I was oh, so yeah. I think such a small part of of teaching is actually instruction especially in art so much of it is just like showing them that they that they're capable that that you can do it is so much of it is just showing someone that they're capable and um and and giving maybe and when they don't have that confidence like lending it to them and so, like, in that moment oh, when yeah. he's, like, I can't draw a monkey's hand. And I'm, like, I know you can. I see you. You're, like, you're good at this. You're going to figure it out. Let me help you, though, like, with this, you know, maybe there's this technique I could show you. But yeah. you're not going to, like, take the piece of paper from him and do it. You know? And I think also, like, bring it to an adult perspective, I think we also need to know, like, we don't need to prove to anyone we can do it. No. I think that's where we always feel like we need to prove that we can draw the monkey's hand with our eyes closed, never seeing a monkey's hand in our life. Yeah. Um, like we need to remind ourselves like just because you know, you can do it doesn't mean you need to prove you can do it. Right. Um, and I think, especially when you're the one teaching, you know, like you don't need to be, you know, you're not trying to in in it when you're teaching, you're, really shouldn't be trying to prove yourself that's where you get those like arrogant professors you know that you're like Mm -hmm. cool like so glad you went you know you like when they start like listing off all of their like I don't know do you know that's what I'm talking about those professors that like lean so heavily on their accomplishments it's like okay cool that I'm so great you did that but like what about me I don't name dropping I don't understand (laughs) this topic at all I'm so glad you understand it could you help me you know those are the worst teachers yeah. Oh, I had a te- professor that used to be like, oh, yeah, that one time with Andy Warhol, da da da. I'm like, oh, no big deal. I'm like, oh, great. Cool. cool. Like, like, thank like, you. What, how does that help my career? Yeah. How does that cool, helping you me knew. right now? Yeah. What did you <laughs> learn from Andy Warhol other than the fact that you. From that story? Nothing. nothing. I learned nothing that she, she yeah. knew him, which yeah. was cool, but like it was all the time. I'm like, okay. We get it. Yeah. You're showing your age. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I was like, that's the only thing. I actually thought about that. I was like, how old was this professor? Well, um, yeah, so I think it's, um, I think it's, it's so, I think it's fun to talk about this topic. And actually, I feel like this has helped me too, because when it's also, um, as a leader too, like, you know, I have my moments of insecurity where I do feel like I need Mm -hmm. to prove myself and it's, it's so easy to fall into that. And I think it's important to check ourselves sometimes and be like, but that's not what they need from me right now. Like they don't need me to prove myself they just need me to be there and they need me you know to be supportive and that's really the best type of leader is a supportive Mm -hmm. one just like the one who stayed with you until the project was done oh yeah uh there was another i sat through like a design webinar or like conference once and 
the first 20 minutes, I kid you not, was the two speakers talking about them. Yeah. And their history and what they've accomplished. And I was like, and then at the end of the, like, the presentation, I was like, I learned absolutely. I think the only time to really talk about yourself, I mean, I'm granted, I mean, this podcast, we talk about ourselves a lot, but we bring it back to like a concept that like we hopefully, we hope that you guys can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think we're also, I mean, I don't think we've really talked about our accomplishments. Right. It's not like, oh my God, this (laughs) week I like did this. I sold 50 paintings paintings. and I was featured in this. this, It's like, okay, like this was really tough. Like I, you know, they weren't vulnerable. They were not vulnerable and talking about themselves. They were simply like just dropping like facts about themselves. It was almost like they needed to validate their experience for us to listen to their webinar or their Basically conference. just stroking each other's egos the whole time. Yeah, and okay. I was like, okay. I mean, and I think that's like nowadays, like you want to look me up and you want to look at my record, my resume and it's my available. awards. Like it's available. It's out there. Um, and same with Julia. I think that's the thing is like now, like you can assume that if people want to learn more about you and your accomplishments, they can look it up. Um, but people aren't going to, unless that's what the like presentation or your your um event is about which i'm sure i've gone to events so it's like no i a paraplegic uh marathon uh athlete i like went to hear and listen about her and her story that makes sense right so that's what is like the catch so your accomplishments right are like the thing that people somebody else says before you start your speech, right? Like somebody else reads like, and Julia has been featured in such and such of whatever, like somebody else does that. And then you get to the meat of it. Like you don't waste your time talking about it. And that's also like maybe your accomplishments. Maybe if you list some of your, not to say you shouldn't be proud of your accomplishments or talk about them, but that's kind of more of like the hook or what makes you qualified. What makes you qualified Mm -hmm. doesn't make you a good teacher. Your qualifications oh, don't make you a good teacher. There's a humongous difference. I think so often people confuse qualified for teaching. They don't, you know, I think I heard this phrase one time and you can insert whatever type of, I'm, I'm going to use the word God, but that you can insert whatever mm-hmm. type of thing you believe in. Like God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So like, he calls you and then gives you the qualifications, right? Like to do it. He doesn't mm-hmm. make, you know, for example, meaning that like, he doesn't yeah, say, oh, example. because this person <laughs> is such like an amazing, like this person has, you know, done X, Y, and Z and they're so accomplished that they would make a good teacher. He's like, no, you, you, you as a You're human, a as a person, like who mm-hmm. you are would be a good teacher and I'm going to get you there to be qualified. Does that make sense? I mean, that yeah. oh, it's yeah. like, no, it's it not about the yeah. qualifications. It's about like, you as a person and the qualification yeah so i've played the cello for over 20 years 22 3 Mm -hmm. 24 years for a very long time yeah i could never teach it yeah right yeah i would be an awful teacher you are probably qualified to teach it like, oh, you, like you know what your stuff, but that doesn't mean it's your calling, right? It is not my calling. Yeah. Ask my sister. <laughs> I tried teaching her once and I realized yeah. it was not I can't my teach calling. math. I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah. I'm terrible at it. I just end up doing the problem for them because I'm like, I get so, fr- I get so frustrated exactly. with math. But like when it comes to art, like I can be yeah. more like, 
Like, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's the thing is, like, that's where I, I don't know if it's because I started playing the cello at such a young age. I just didn't understand how to communicate how to actually do it to someone else, if that makes sense. And, and like you said, like, I have the qualifications, but I don't have the teaching ability for that space. Um, and I've taken yoga classes from people that are, like, 800 hour and i can tell you that i've taken better classes from people that are just 200 hour yeah it, it, it does, and does not they'll, correlate and they'll say it it doesn't, it doesn't and, correlate. I mean, and not to discourage anyone from like further education like absolutely deepens your practice mm-hmm. in art like if you want to take more classes or but i do think uh, depending on what you want from your art career um teaching mentoring uh leadership is an important thing doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to do it uh, but I think it's something that kind of people forget about as like in the creative space specifically of like mm-hmm. how to be a leader in the creative space and that it's not necessarily us knowing how to paint every style and no. paint everything perfect. I think it's like how, like you were saying, Julian, I think it's how do you ignite that creativity and that yeah. support. Inspire people. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what create that is makes such a successful creative leader. Right. Um, it's, it's kind of you build them, not you. <laughs> I'm going to bring it to a space that you're going to be like, oh, God. But, okay, so it's kind of how, like, okay, oh, God, I even hate this. Now <laughs> where it's going. <laughs> so you know how, like, you know, the influencer culture? Okay, so, yeah, like, yeah. it's weird that, like, okay, a lot of us follow these influencers. In a lot of ways, they are leaders, right? Like, in a lot of – I mean, they are leading us trend to centers, yeah. trend centers, whatever. But, like – they're not necessarily like teaching, right? But they're like, because also leadership doesn't have to always look like you're in a classroom, you're guiding. It can also be right. like you're setting a certain vibe. And like maybe for you, like you're, you're maybe for you, like this concept is like, well, cool, this, I can't even relate to this topic because I have no desire to be a teacher. But sure, that you can still be a leader. Like you can, there are some influencers I follow that just like, you know, they, I don't, they don't teach me how to live my life, but the way they love their, they live their life inspires me or, Mm -hmm. you know, at its best, right? Like obviously then there's the toxic, you know, environment of that. I I hear what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's It's an example. It's, I mean, it's creativity. And I think that's where the space of influencers, it's built on content creation. It's creating things that inspire others. Right. We know that some of it's not real, of course, it's fake, but it's but it's still in, doesn't mean that it's not inspiring other people. Right. Sure, it can take it the wrong way, but if you have a healthier, I mean, and I think if I we get it outside of the like wellness yeah. category here, like if we yeah. bring it to like for example, like okay, I will even argue that some artists are in their own way influencers because of like, oh yeah, I mean, so like. I think I'm applying influencer like across the board, not in like that one particular like how we social media. So, yeah, but like um, to be a leader is to have influence, right? And so like, and that influence doesn't always have to mean you're like telling people how to live their life. But maybe it's just mm-hmm. you living your life and inspiring and inspiring them. it, right? And so like I think leadership doesn't always have to look like a classroom. It doesn't have to look like mm-hmm. it can look like just leading by example, but being vulnerable enough to maybe share your experience too and i think um even like julia like you posting i mean all artists i feel like are leaders in some way like posting your being vulnerable by posting your artwork um online for the world to see i'm sure you've inspired other artists out there that maybe weren't ready to take that leap or they weren't 
even maybe there's some artists that were like, I don't know if I, or maybe they've always been painting the same thing and they saw like, oh, you tried something different. You know, that's inspired me. I'm going to try something different. Maybe it didn't work for them, but it's still like inspired them to try something new. And I think that's a very healthy thing. And I think we should always be trying to inspire others and not outdo others. And I think that's the difference with like leadership and like inspiration. It's like, you're not creating content for the likes. Right. Or at least you hope not. Some are. I mean, it's okay. But that's what the toxic environment has created. It's like people get obsessed over that. But it's like, you know what? And I've had to remind myself this many, many times with my social channel. It's like, I don't care how many partnerships I get. I don't care how many whatever, how many partnerships that person gets. Did I personally affect someone in a positive way? And if I can do that, and that's what keeps me, and I've been so bad at social media. You guys are like, how is she even on social media? I think I posted once last month. Um, but that's when I have that one person reach out to me and DM me saying like, thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for whatever. Um, I'm like, that's why I do it. That's why I tell my story. That's why I share is to make sure that they're artists or whoever you may be of your walk of life, know that they're not alone through it. And I think that's something that the art community and I don't want to say it's just art community, everyone um needs and i think it's we live in a world that we all kind of and i think mental health and all that's becoming more the forefront people are giving it more attention but we lived in a very quiet sheltered space for years that you did feel like you're alone and you couldn't speak up and share your story because they would show you as being weak and it wasn't inspiring um it'd be the opposite but it's not true uh, i mean i love hearing stories about people like julia's story like and it's weird to say it's a story, but like your journey of like, go, you know, you've done this and this and then you've now you're doing art full time. And like it's it's over a year now. Yeah, it's been it's um, been a year. And actually, wait, yeah. wait, wait, well, let's pause for a second. We all I, I don't know when exactly the day was we, we launched this podcast, it's year. but it's almost been a year, which is insane. I'm actually really proud of us that we have that's, like stuck with it, with it for a year. I, like, I, I wasn't sure. I was like, OK, I think we're, we're going to do this. But like, I mean, most podcasts, I think, would fail after like or not fail, but like. Give people up. give up after like six months or whatever so like so, proud mean, of us. <laughs> we enjoy doing it but I, it's not like no work <laughs> no and i think either uh, so i, I was gonna forget that before just wing it. before i i just was reminded of that i was gonna say like good leadership requ- like all the things you were saying like requires vulnerability and mm-hmm. like you cannot be a good leader without being vulnerable like going back to what you said before about you know the two people who are just like listing off their accomplishments that's not vulnerability and that's why that conversation didn't land right it's because there mm-hmm. was no vulnerability and also the story piece of it too is like the reason we tell ourselves stories and the reason stories are so effective is because in a lot I heard this on a podcast another podcast the other week so I'm gonna credit them because I didn't I didn't I didn't think of this and I thought it was so smart stories are about so okay so if someone tells you like oh you know the other week I saw someone fall over there and trip and fall that's a story right and you tell that story, it's a, it's a survival tactic. You were told that story. So, like, it's like, oh, so you know. Like, watch out. Watch out. Obviously, like, at its core, a lot of stories are about, like, survival, right? So people, when they share their stories and it's inspiring, and that story about survival is like, wow, I can go through a really hard time and I can still make mm-hmm. it, you know? And that's, like, a survival story. People put up, you know, um, like, 
live, laugh, love on their wall because that's a survival story about how to live a happy life, right? It's like, so like leaders tell stories and leaders like help you feel like you have a story, right? And like validate your story Um, because, you know, at the the end of it all, we want to all survive and we need good leaders to show us the way, um, which sounds so like, you know, like, wow, we're all cavemen and we're and just... you learn from mistakes. Well, no, right. I, I, I actually really, like, love that whole, like, they said, like, someone fell over there. Because you wouldn't just be like, oh, there's a bump or there's... Like, and it's like sure, an epic someone... story of, like, so-and-so, like, fell and knocked out his two front teeth or whatever, yeah. you know, it's like... But it doesn't have the same impact if you're to say, like oh, the sidewalk's uneven over there. No, yeah. You know, it doesn't seem like you're... It, it like, sticks in your brain out. You're, like, you will forever remember that spot on the sidewalk is where, like, Jimmy knocked out his two front teeth, you know? Exactly. And you're more aware of, like, oh, I need to be careful over there. Yeah. Instead of just, like, oh, yeah, this it's slightly uneven. Or, like, like even, like... Right. I mean, there's a spot on the sidewalk that I trip over every time. You need a story about why you should watch out for that. And so it's, like... The best leaders like tell you stories and like get and like and kind of instill in you like lessons about how to um, go through life, I guess. And yeah, um, whether that's through the example they lead, the story they t- they tell about their own lives, the stories they share. Um, and I think that being generous with your story and also listening to other people's stories is how you become a good leader. So I love telling other people's stories. Sometimes I'm like, this isn't my story, but this is a story. Oh, I love it too. I love it too. It's like, sometimes it's way more interesting. Cause like, I mean, you know, and I think that's something we need to like, and I know this is going off topic, but like, it's okay to share other people's stories. Like sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Like, I know I've talked about, and I always tell the story about the peonies. Um, <laughs> if anyone remembers that episode, I don't know when one it is, but yeah. I like, I'm always going around. I'm like, it's not my story to share, but I'm like, no, it's fine. It's, it's so like funny. A funny story. Like it's a yeah. good story. It's gonna make someone smile. It's gonna laugh just because it wasn't me. Doesn't mean it's not a no, good story. No, and we're to all share. just ultimately like collections of our own stories that either we tell ourselves or other people have told us. And those stories can either end up being very negative, or they can, and they can lead us to dark places, or they can yeah. be positive, you know, or whatever. And they can be fun or whatever. And so it's like yeah. we ultimately, I think, lead the best. The best leaders like guide us toward the, the better stories and identify that, that yeah about ourselves and about the world and um yeah i i like this conversation this was fun i like yeah, this was fun maybe we good. just need we i think also like well we're gonna wrap up today's episode for all of you but um with just kind of alluding back to like the opening is like we did take a small little break and i think that it is just important for everyone to remind themselves that you know sometimes we just need a moment to recoup uh and regroup um to create your best efforts um that is a story we are telling you all and that is a story we will stick to (laughs) it's important to to rest ourselves it's important to (laughs) rest yeah so thank you guys so much for listening um we so appreciate it if you enjoyed this episode and you feel like somebody else might enjoy it maybe there's somebody else out there you know who's maybe feeling down like they don't know how to be a good leader or are feeling less confident in their leadership skills you know share this episode with them um we all we appreciate it and thank you guys so much again and stay tuned for next week